You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the Boys in the Booth podcast. This time, just myself, Chad Melbourne, joined by Casey Abrams. No Harper Cody this episode. Uh, Some unfortunate news we're not going to get into, but uh, just without him for this week, he will be back next week. Um, So yeah, thinking of him and uh, other people involved as well. So this episode, Case, before we get into it, uh, let me just ask, how are you doing? Well, Chad, I'd be doing a lot better if technology could keep up to the year we are in. It's the year 2022, and I'm getting dropped from calls nonstop. And we still don't have a bullet train from Montreal to uh, Windsor. So what are we doing? What is wrong with us? Why don't we have a bullet train that goes there? Like, it makes no everyone sense. Everyone who's important that lives in Canada <laughs> lives in this belt. Let's just, you know, we'll forget about BC and Alberta, but... Just build the bullet train already and get me some five internet. Why are we, why do we not all still have this yet? It's 2022. We're supposed to have hover cars and shit. Yeah. 20 years ago (laughs) in the year 2000, we're going to be living on the moon, man. I feel you. I I, hover, not, not hover cars, bullet trains. Like I say this all the time. Like it makes no sense that North Americans are so, you know, crazy about not building sufficient transit like it it makes no sense like it is too expensive and too long to travel in this province yeah it is and the province is big so that's i guess why people just live in in the bottom but anyway yeah coming off a good weekend uh as good as it can be for the boys you know nice nice uh meal posted that nice photo of us just looking completely dapper i if i do say so myself on instagram there and uh yeah so here we are and we're talking about uh the seven captain vacancies here in the nhl amongst the world juniors that's going on right now that's why we want to kind of finish up this episode in a relatively quick manner because canada plays in about a half hour so we're looking forward to that but uh switching gears we're going to talk about the seven captain vacancies because there are still seven teams in the nhl who have not named a captain and uh it felt kind of relevant too because the new york rangers just recently named jacob truba as their captain um, so that was big news uh, a little caught less a, than a week ago. Caught a couple people off guard with that one. Yeah, is that who you thought was going to be the captain? No, I think the consensus was Chris Kreider. Well, I mean, naturally, he's been there forever. He's kind of been that guy for them for as long as I can remember. So I thought a lot of people were expecting that or even Zabinajad because he is just kind of, he'd be like a player's captain. Like everyone really likes him and, and he's that personality, but I guess Truba, you know, he kind of, he's the best of both worlds in in terms of leading on the ice as well as maybe being kind of that more serious guy. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he's their one of their best defensemen. And he plays a ton of minutes and he signed long term. So kind of makes sense to me. I was expecting Zabinajad though, like you said, like to me, I thought that was the obvious pick. Kreider, like I've never been sold on Kreider. I get that he's like captain material, like your stereotypical captain material. But 
I don't know. I, I, I still think I have a soft spot for your best player being named captain, and Zabinajad last year and the last few years has been one of their best players. So, Well, we are going to disagree on this topic <laughs> yeah. often then. Okay. Um, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to go through the seven teams, a uh, bit of a rapid fire, and we're going to just go in alphabetical order. So we'll start with the Anaheim Ducks. Huge shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring the podcast. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets. SeatGeek makes it extremely simple to buy tickets to all of your favorite sporting events, including Jays and Leafs games, and you can always find a great deal. On SeatGeek, all tickets are scored on a scale between 0 and 10, so you know if you're getting a good or a bad deal. Green is good and red is bad. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek with the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link in the description to download the app and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. Summer is here and you know what that means. Extreme sports like spike ball and road hockey have returned and so is day drinking. The problem is we're not as young as we used to be and these summer activities can be draining on our bodies. When you push your body hard or just feel run down, it's extremely important to stay hydrated. When you make hydration a priority, it helps you feel healthier on a day-to-day basis. Enter Liquid IV. Whether you're playing sports or nursing a hangover, Liquid IV has you covered. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. The kicker? This stuff tastes good too, guys. Liquid IV has incredible hydration flavors like watermelon, strawberry, pina colada, and more, but my personal favorite is lemon lime. So get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth in all caps at checkout. So that's 25% off anything when you order using the promo code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth all caps at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Shout out to Cocktail Bomb Shop for sponsoring the podcast. Cocktail Bomb Shop is a Canadian woman-owned small business and all of their cocktail bombs are proudly handmade in Montreal. Well, what is it and how does it work? Step one, you pick your favorite flavor of cocktail bomb and unwrap it. My favorite is definitely mojito. Step two, drop your cocktail bomb into eight ounces of sparkling water and watch it fizz for five minutes. Step three, add a shot of your favorite alcohol, some ice, and enjoy it. Fellas, gents, boyfriends of the world, these cocktail bombs make the perfect gift for your lady friend because not only are they tasty, but they're Instagrammable as well. Right now, if you go to cocktailbombshop.ca and use the code BITV15, you can get 15% off your entire order. That's cocktailbombshop.ca. Use the code BITV15 at checkout for 15% off. Case, who do you think the next captain of this team will be, whether it's this season, next season, or whenever? This, I was kind of hoping we weren't going to start with these guys, although A makes sense. I was hoping we weren't going to start with these guys because the one team 
on this list that I say should 100% not have a captain next year. I think that they should hold off. That's huge shoes to fill on this team when it comes to captain. There's always been, you know, a superstar captain on this team and a guy who holds that position for a long time. I'm thinking Getzlaff most recently, obviously. Um, So I would prefer that this team doesn't run with a captain next year, especially considering they alternated all their alternate captains last year. They rotated them rather and i don't know if there's a guy that really sticks out yet if if you're twisting my arm and saying i have to pick a captain for next year i say pick henrik he's only on the team for two more years and by then maybe you have a, a trevor zegris or a drysdale or a, a mctavish even available to, to pick as a captain and then you have kind of a young superstar be your captain for the next you know decade yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think we're on the same page for this one. We don't think there's any clear choice because they're kind of waiting on some young guys to to take the next step and, you know, kind of fill those shoes because like you said, they're they're very large shoes to fill. Um what I wanted to do too that I forgot to mention is is kind of do exactly what you just did. Say whether you think they will name a captain this season or not and then pick who you think the best fit could be type thing. So you kind of did that, which I think makes sense. It's the natural progression when you're having a conversation like this. Um, I get the idea of waiting for those young guys, but if I were to pick one guy who I think could fit in um, you know, on this team as a captain, I think it's Cam Fowler. He's one of three guys who has signed past uh, the next season after this one. Only three guys, Ryan Strom, Frank Vetrano, and Cam Fowler. Nobody else has signed. Cam Fowler is in year five of an eight-year mega deal as you know one of their steady, like one of their best defenders. He's been there forever through good times and bad. And uh, I think if you need a stopgap between, you know, for, or for the next three years, I think he's the guy. And then after three years, you know, he's like 33, 34, whatever. And then you have the conversation. Do you bring him back, but in, in a lesser role on the ice, keep the, the mentorship presence, but then pass it off to a guy like, you know, Zegris, McTavish, whatever. So I thought Cam Fowler made sense. Yeah, I think Cam Fowler makes sense to everyone except the Anaheim Ducks, it seems, though, because I'm correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't even wear an A last year. Uh, that's something I'm not too sure of. I haven't watched a ton of Anaheim games. But. Fairly certain, and that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't actually go with him. Is is if you're not wearing an A and you've been there for X amount of years already, it's like I don't know. Maybe it's just not the fit. Yeah, fair enough. Another guy I did, uh, you know, sort of mention in passing was Ryan Strom. Could be an underrated pick because they just signed him to a five-year deal, uh, and he has worn. Uh, an A in the past in New York so that could be something that makes sense yeah and that's kind of a guy that's he's he's been around now he he's kind of has that that veteran tag on him as well so that would make a lot a lot of sense and he is he is kind of locked up now so yep I can see it Okay, so that's Anaheim. Moving on now to the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, This is another team that I don't think will name a captain this season. But Case, if you had to pick one guy who you think would make a good captain on this team, who would it be? Currently, I have Chikorin as being the captain of this team. And actually, as soon as next year. There were a few conversations about it last year. There was actually a few times that the media asked Chikorin about, you know, if there's been any any word on that if he's been told he's going to be the next captain etc and he, 
like all good players he denied it and then said of course i'd like that honor though but he's the guy i really see being the captain of this team i don't think that i have there's no players like on the precipice of making this team that would say wait to pick them um there's not any other guys really that stand out as a captain to me like schmaltz i would have thought but he didn't wear an a either he still doesn't wear an a and then like maybe clayton keller because he's like kind of that he's been the face the last couple of years but i also just don't see him as a captain role so i don't know i guess chickering to me makes the most sense he's already played 337 games for this team and he's only 24 years old so I, I think he stands out to me. Yeah, I mean, as you know, you're you're very familiar with. The only problem with Chikrin is what if they eventually do trade him? What if they, instead of, you know, just sitting on the pot and doing nothing, what if they finally get it done and trade him? And, you know, if he's got a C, that's just a bad look to name a guy captain and then flip him at the deadline or something. So that's the only problem that I see with him. But I do get the sense that you know he is captain material he's the kind of guy you know he's your best defenseman he's the kind of guy who makes sense to fit in to a captain role but I just don't know when there's so much you know uncertainty about where he's even gonna play yeah I he's in that category now for me that I'm just sick of talking about it and and it's gone to the point where I don't I don't even think he's going to move anywhere I think he just locks up long term and and lives in Arizona the rest of his life but it makes a lot of sense to have a guy that's going to play 28 minutes next year be your captain because he's always going to be on the ice so yeah that does make sense the thing with that's like Chikrin's another guy who just kind of priced himself out of the market like he set the number too high Arizona did that is and uh, they haven't been able to get the return that they want so maybe he will just never move you know but uh, then again maybe he will and that's why I think you know because of the uncertainty maybe it doesn't make sense to name him captain one guy who I did think of that you didn't mention was Lawson Krause only because Lawson Krause just signed for five years in Arizona. And uh, I didn't know this about Lawson Krause, but in the in the media, he like he boasted about how much he loved playing in Arizona and wanted to stay in Arizona. So that just screams captain to me. The only thing is, I think there needs to be a connect between sort of the on-ice play and the off-ice leadership. You know, like you can't be just a fourth-liner and the captain of the team. Not saying Kraus is just a fourth liner, but I think there are some better players on the team who, I don't know, might be more traditional captains. But on a team like Arizona, who's kind of waiting to draft a guy like Bedard or Michkov or whatever next year, like it might make some sense to to have Kraus as sort of your stopgap for the next three to four years while he's on his uh, contract. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I thought that made sense. And then, of course, if you're going for best player, it's probably Keller or Schmaltz uh, or Chikrin on D. But um, and by the way, underratedly, like like Nick Schmaltz, I think is is an underrated player. I was comparing him and Keller's production over the last three years, um, just like before this, you know, because I I typed in like, oh, Keller's their best player, and I'm like, hold on, like I think Schmaltz is pretty good too. They have identical point per game production last season and. And uh, over their last three years, not point per game, sorry, but uh, like, or or yeah, points per game, not quite at a point per game, but you know what I mean? So they're actually identical in terms of their production, which I thought was crazy. And their current situations, 
I would rather take on Schmaltz onto my team if, if we were trading for one of them because I think that the market's going to have him cheaper. He's also yeah. got a better contract and, you know, two years older, but he also plays center and he plays like a more of a two-way game. So it's like, I don't, honestly, I'd have Schmaltz than Keller in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're both good. I was just kind of shocked how it was so close. Uh, okay, number three now, the Buffalo Sabres. And it's a shame Harper isn't here to talk about who the next captain of the Buffalo Sabres will be. Um, I've got a couple names in mind, but Case, who do you think makes sense for the next captain of the Sabres as they're on the up and up? This is another one where like the consensus doesn't really line up for me. The consensus is Erasmus Dallin, and frankly, I just don't see him as a captain. It's there's something about it. He's very shy and, and quiet. But um, Nico Heischer is the captain of my favorite team, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> he's also just very shy and quiet. But that's what you see in the media it's not necessarily what happens in the dressing room so i'm a little more on the narrative of kind of the wild people saying that alex tuck should be the captain of this team it's a place that he wants to be and and after his last season he's kind of player good enough to be a captain so not that that actually matters as much to me as it does to you but Mm. i think tux has that sandpaper quality that would be a good captain on a very young team for a few more years you know yeah so i I would like to see that yeah i think that makes sense and like i I just want to clarify too like i'm not a guy who says you have to give it to your best player i just look around the league and it's like that's kind of what you see you know and if it's not your best player then it's like one of your best players who is also an incredible leader like i think there just has to be a connection between the two i don't think it necessarily has to be your best player but you know kind of works out that way a lot of the time and like if we're talking toronto like remember a few years ago we had this discussion like i think it made sense to to name matthews the captain to entice him to kind of stick around but they gave it to Tavares and he wasn't the best player, but he's kind of a captain material. So I don't know. Yeah. There's there's not a right or wrong choice. It's just kind of what you prefer. And uh, I, th- I feel like a lot of people around the league prefer to have a really good player as your captain. Um, but Alex Tuck is that now. <laughs> like, he had better production than Jack Eichel last season after being <laughs> traded for each other. So, you know, he's a New York State guy. Harper loves the connections. He, he loves playing in Buffalo. Um, and he was fantastic last year after getting traded and was kind of the heartbeat of that team. And we know that Eichel was stripped of his C before he got traded. And Kevin Adams actually came out and, and said, like, you know, we want the captain to be a guy who is the heartbeat of our team, who gets us going or whatever. And I'm kind of paraphrasing, but Eichel clearly wasn't that guy. And I think they look at Tuck and think maybe he is that guy. Um, However, that being said, I personally do think Rasmus Dallin makes a lot of sense to be named captain because I don't think it's all about how vocal you are, kind of like you alluded to with a guy like Nico Heischer, who's a bit quieter and, and whatnot. And even another, you know, talking about Dallin, how about another Swedish guy who captained the Maple Leafs for like 10 years in Matt Sundin, who was also a bit quiet and, and shy in his demeanor. So I don't think it's really about that. I think it's about how you lead on the ice. And Dalian is a guy who we know is nasty. Uh, he was a first overall pick and for the most part has, has sort of lived up to that. Like he's been really, really good and, and is getting better. Um, 
and he also plays with a bit of an edge, which I think you need sometimes in a captain too. Like he's not afraid to go out and hit guys and kind of show his emotions out there, even though he is a bit of a quiet, quieter guy. So I think giving the C to Dalene would kind of solidify to your team that, okay, this is the group we have with all these young guys coming up. Dalene was our first and, and giving him a C would be a great bump for him. And I think to me, that just makes sense, but I don't know if the organization sees it the same way. Yeah, again, it's I mean, it's another guy that I'm, I'm not sure that he wore an A last year. But uh, so if we're going to give Dalene the, the C, I'm, I'm waiting another year or yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, fair enough. Like I, yeah. I looked up an article before this on the Sabres and like this article was talking about how it might make sense to wait for Owen Power. And it's like, well. To me, like I get it, because that's the type of guy you want as a captain. Like by all accounts, he's 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 the kind of guy who would fit into that role. But then you're waiting another what two three years minimum, probably. Like defensemen take a bit longer. I know he's slotted in to play in the NHL next year, but I don't know. Man. I think he'll be on the team. So yeah, he will. I don't know if you have to wait. I mean. You can Gabriel Landeskog this shit up right I, now. I guess. Is he the same caliber as Landeskog or like, a, you know, McDavid or, or Sid, who were the youngest captains before Landy? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, that's Buffalo. Moving on to number four now, and we're flying through these. I'm loving it. Uh, the Calgary Flames. This is an interesting one because obviously the big trade that went down uh, between Matthew Kachuk and Jonathan Huberdeau. They also got Mackenzie Wieger in return, and they lost Johnny Gaudreau. So if we look at this team, you know, last year and we think, okay, who's like a shoe-in for captain? It's probably Matt Kachuk, and we're not really having this conversation, and he's got the C, and, and you know, we're laughing. But now it's a bit weird because without Kachuk as the clear front runner, they have a ton of good options, in my opinion, starting with perhaps Huberto. Um, so, Case, who do you think makes a lot of sense to to be the captain of the Flames? Man, you say Huberto, but I think that's just such an aggressive move to bring a guy into your team, sign him, and then just make him the captain right away. I think if I, I'm like a Michael Backlund or someone like that on this team, I'd be like, okay, I mean, thanks. <laughs> I guess I'll just kick rocks. But yeah. um, certainly makes a lot of sense. He just decided to live and play in calgary forever so you know where his heart is and well i guess maybe is where his bank account is but obviously he chose to play there it means something to them and he's going to be there forever and he's going to be playing a lot of minutes and he's going to be kind of leading this team when it comes to playing level so he certainly makes a lot of sense to me also a canadian guy um maybe makes a little more sense in montreal to be the captain but that's impossible so we'll have to deal with him in calgary but Frankly, I think it should be like a Michael Backlund. He's been on this team for a long time. He's been that like underrated player on this team that's kind of always just flown under the radar and put put in work. So I, I could certainly see him being the guy, but Huberto makes a lot of sense for me. Yeah, so Huberto wasn't even my pick. I just see the comparable like instantly as a guy who they bring in, sign for a shitload of money, and then could give the C to. And who's the obvious comparable? John Tavares, who makes $11 million, got the captaincy right away, and it was a big to-do. And, uh, you know, some other players 
felt like they got snubbed. Like I look like I look at a Michael Backlund. If this case, if if this does happen, I look at a Michael Backlund like a Morgan Riley, a guy who's kind of been there forever, was maybe expecting to see and then didn't get it. So I don't know if Huberto is actually what they're going to do or if it even makes sense or if they're even considering it, but I just see the comparable right away. Um, he was quickly, he was the captain of St. John's in the QMJHL two years in a row. He was like a team Canada captain at one point, assistant captain at one point. He wore the A in Florida for the last four or five years. Yeah. Like certainly he has the resume of a, of a captain. So yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not insane. I could definitely see it happening. But I think if if Daryl Sutter has any say in the matter, I don't know who makes captain decisions, but I would assume it's the entire organizational group and not just one guy. So if Daryl Sutter has any say in the matter, I think it's going to go to a guy like Elias Lindholm. I think Lindholm makes a lot of sense because he's just Mr. Reliable out there. He can put up a ton of points he's one of the better defensive forwards in the league um plays a very responsible two-way game and like that's pretty much for me just what you need on the ice to to lead by example and he's one of your better players he's been there you know longer than a guy like huberto obviously and i just think it makes a lot of sense for for Lindholm to kind of slot in now as the guy as a part of the original core who's still left over to say like hey I'm still here this is my team like I think he would really want it and I think he'd make a good captain too okay yeah a couple underrated guys too like like I I said when looking at Calgary I had a bit of a hard time because they've got a ton of guys like depending on what they want to do They've also got a guy like Noah Hannafin, who's a rock on the back end. I don't know if he gets considered. Uh, and even a Chris Tanev, who's a veteran, who's been around, who still plays really, really high minutes for this team and, and shuts it down on, on the back end. So, you know, I could I could see either of those reliable D-men being in consideration. But I think the real contender for me has to be Elias Lindholm. And I think the Flames do name a captain this season. No matter I think they is. have to make a captain almost as like a as a message, like sending a message that like we didn't have to rebuild this team or retool it. Like we didn't have to scramble. This is our plan. This is who we have and this is who we're going with. So yeah. I think a captain makes a lot of sense. If it were up to me, I'd go to Blake Coleman. I think that Pickles is literally captain material. He's no one plays harder on this team than Blake Coleman and also a good guy off the ice. So I would love to see that. But and he's he's there until the end of 2020. Sorry, the start of 2027 so yeah yeah that would make sense the flames have a lot of guys locked up long term on like decent deals that could be in consideration so could definitely see coleman i thought about bringing him up too i know you like him uh moving on to number five of seven now the montreal canadians i think they will name a captain this season and from by all accounts, from every Habs fan I've talked to, there's only one guy in consideration that, that makes sense for this team, and that's Brennan Gallagher for me. Case, do you agree or disagree with that? I this is I didn't prep too long for this one. I'll admit that right now. And this was the quickest decision I made. And I think it, there's no choice but Brennan Gallagher. You could say Nick Suzuki maybe, but. Brendan Gallagher is 100% the captain of this team. He's been the captain of this team for the last couple of years with Shea being out on injury. They just aren't going to strip 
Shea Weber and, and, and give it to Brendan. So uh, now that he's out of the picture, I think it's 100% Gallagher. You talk about a guy that uh, is the heartbeat of this team. He's been the heartbeat of this team for a long time. Yeah. 100%. And that's why I thought I'd lead on this one because it was so easy. There's one option. Like you said, you can consider Nick Suzuki, but like, listen, there's already a lot of pressure on that kid. And, you know, like, according to Dom Lucision's model, did you see this the other day? He has yeah. one of the top 10 worst contracts in the league. So, I mean, not that he gives a shit about that, but you don't need to put more pressure on the kid and give him the C as well. You just need him to go out there and play like he can. So, Gallagher's the obvious choice, despite the fact that, like, I think they should have traded Gallagher when his when his value was sky high, got a bunch of picks, did a proper rebuild. But I think, you know, Habs management now sees Gallagher as still fitting in with the timeline of the team. Yeah. And if they give him the C now, he's still there. Like, he's he's signed through when it, like whenever. I think he's got another, like, five years. Five years. Yeah, five years. So that's... That's crazy, and and I think he f- does fit the timeline if that's the way they want to go. I don't know if he if that's the right move, but it seems like that's what they're going to do, and uh, Gallagher's a no-brainer for the Habs. Moving on to number six of seven, the Philadelphia Flyers. I think they will name a captain this offseason, and uh, I'll let you go first. Who do you think it could be, Case? Oh, this is another team that I'm not I'm not jumping up to be the captain of anytime soon. Like I don't want to fill the shoes of this one either. But uh I have to think that it's gonna be Couturier. Um he would be my pick for this. A lot of talk that maybe Kevin Hayes would be the guy, but he is too much of a player's captain to be the captain of this team. He's certainly an alternate, but I think the guys like him too much for him to be a captain, as as dumb as that sounds, but it's just like he's too much of a personality to be a captain um again like he'll have the a and i'm, I'm certain of that but couturier to me is is a no-brainer here his play how long he's been with this team how long he's going to be with the team it all lines up that he would make total sense so couturier makes a lot of sense and i thought that too because you know after losing Giroux. Couturier has kind of been the next guy up since he was drafted. Like he's kind of been the next guy, the guy being groomed for the captaincy. Um, the only reason I'm a bit hesitant to say that Couturier will for sure be named the captain is just because of his health. Like I, I think he's going to start the season on LTIR, and I just don't know if if that makes sense. Maybe it's a move like you know when he does come back, whenever that may be, then they give him the C. You know they play the start of the season or whatever with with no captain, and then announce him coming back and and whatever but i man i think that they will announce him being the captain before he comes back just rock three a's until he's there and then someone drops off and he's the captain because i mean he's there until 2030 yeah like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's insane and then like you think about guys like you know kevin hayes like you mentioned i think that would make a lot of sense too but you know maybe there are some concerns that he doesn't have kind of both sides that you need for a captain you know the the fun loving players guy but then also the sternness um and then there's a cam atkinson who signed there long term as well just got him from from columbus what last season so there's that to consider um the thing is though if they're sellers at the deadline 
you know, I don't know exactly who's safe, but we can guarantee that Couturier is and Hayes is. So I think it's between those two guys, really. But then you can't say the same for, like, you know, JVR, even, like, Fabry and and TK, Travis Konechny. Like, who knows? If they sell at the deadline, like, any of those guys could be gone. And if, I don't know, Chad. Trading those guys sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, the Chuck Fletcher quote. God. Uh, and Farabee, by the way. I said Fabry. I'm thinking of Robbie Fabry. But, uh yeah, okay, that's the Flyers. I think they will name a captain. Just don't know who it's going to be. I would suspect Sean Couturier, and I think we're on the same page there, but uh, I guess we'll have to see. Moving on to the last team now without a captain currently in the NHL, and that's the Seattle Kraken. Personally, I don't think they will name a captain this season, but there are a few names that would make sense. Case, who do you think could be the next captain of the Seattle Kraken? Honestly, if if I had the pick, and I, it might sound weird, but if I had the pick, I would pick Adam Larson to be the captain, the first captain of this team. Um, you know, he was an early entry to the team. He has been the, an A for the last seven years or something like that in the NHL. He's been a leader in Sweden as well. He he, he kind of is the rock on defense for them right now, currently, and he's another guy that's. He only has a three-year contract currently. So you have him as a captain for three years, and then who knows what happens to him after that. And then you've got some options. You've got Matty Beneers. You've got Shane Wright and whoever else is coming in to the system by that time. So I think you kind of pick, you pick a captain because this franchise needs one. You've been through a full year. It's time to pick someone to be the first captain. I think Adam Larson kind of fits that bill. And then he's only locked in three years, so you can give it to one of the young guys then. Yeah, just one thing I will have to correct you on. They have had a captain, but it was short-tenured. Oh, right. Gio. It was Mark right. Giordano. That's I the, totally forgot about that because yeah. it was so short-lived. It was for like okay, three so months. you've already had one, <laughs> then throw it to Adam Larson. Who, who cares? Like, it, Yeah. See, like I was thinking because they had Gio, they already had a captain that was so short-term. I don't think they envisioned flipping him at the deadline i think they just got you know offers that were intriguing because i don't think you name a captain just to flip them you know like i don't know maybe you do maybe you don't but to me that was weird um but i figured because they already had a captain who they who was short tenured and they flipped maybe you just hold off like maybe you don't need somebody maybe you don't have to do something like that again because seattle's still in a position where you know, their future, like this season is kind of uncertain. They don't know where they're going to finish. And, you know, the rebuild is, is going well and they're going to be a competitive team in the next, you know, three years or so. Once guys like Matty Beneers and Shane Wright and whoever they draft this year and, and the next year start to develop and make an impact in the league. So I don't think it makes sense for them to name a captain just yet. I think the one that makes the most sense is one of those two guys, Matty Beniers or Shane Wright. I think it has to be Shane Wright, in my opinion. But, I mean, we've heard some 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 rumblings about his attitude problems. So, so I don't know if there's any merit in that. But I think, you know, those are your franchise cornerstones. And why cheapen it again by naming a captain for another short tenure? Why not just wait for these guys to bloom into your, you know, franchise's best players? That's what I think makes the most sense. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of 
that makes sense to me but that's also just not the way vegas went about it either so it's like yeah who knows what these these new franchises yeah the thing is with vegas I, i'm kind of just fine with them throwing around a captaincy compared to like montreal or anaheim making a captain before you're really sure about it it's like those teams have a history of good captains and important captains even arizona for me it's like i don't want to throw that around but they had oel as a buffer so it's kind of okay now but like i don't know i i'm fine with making six captains before we have shane wright be the captain of seattle it's like who cares (laughs) yeah fair enough like that's one way to look at it i just thought you know I don't know. The fact that they did it to Giordano, to me, was just weird. And I don't know if if that's how they're going to operate moving forward or if they kind of just learn from that. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. I thought that was so weird I erased it from my brain. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Okay, anything else left to add, Case? We talked about the seven teams who still need a captain. We predicted one for each team, whether it's this year or in the coming years. Anything else to add? Uh, World Juniors have been actually surprisingly uh, fun to watch from home. No one's watching them in person, but there's been some good games. There's been some upsets. Latvia has looked better than they've ever looked, in my opinion. They kind of scared Canada. They uh, scared Slovakia, brought them to the shootout, and then beat Czechia. Like That's that's amazing for those guys. So you always love to see an underdog doing well. And then a lot of our, like, players to watch have really stepped up and that makes me feel good obviously mctavish is a man amongst boys in this tournament currently luke hughes is kind of playing the same for usa right now fabian lysel is a filthy filthy man um (laughs) the things he's doing so far so there's been a lot of games yeah bordelos look good too like it's just listen to us when we say watch i watch them listen Listen to us. <laughs> no, I agree, man. It's been honestly like because it's so weird in like it's in August. I didn't know if I was going to be as into it as I normally am during Christmas time. I actually feel like I'm more into it because I'm not like off doing other things with family and friends like I do around Christmas time. I feel like I'm just I'm just kind of glued to it. it. It's nice. It, it's yeah, a nice during the weeks I'm watching them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice stopgap between, you know, the off season that that's already gotten boring and and the NHL that's not starting till October like normal. So, yeah, it's been super nice and uh, you know, speaking of the World Juniors, Canada probably just dropped the puck. It's 6:07, so we should go do that case. Thank you everybody for listening to episode 136 of the Boys in Booth podcast and we'll talk to you next week. This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at www.patron.com slash boysinthebooth.